to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 33. Fuck's sake, it's 32! <laughs> no, it's, is it? Yeah, I swear it's 32. Grave Encounters, then we did a midweek oh, episode, shit, and it? now it's 33. Oh, so shit. you fucked up for a change. No! I'm positive. Is it? Oh, fucked it. That's because your midweek did it. I don't want to hear excuses. I've had to put up with them. Oh, shit. It's all right, we all, we all go there. It's all right, I have the final say. I'm just going to edit this out. <laughs> I'm just kidding, yep, I'm episode not. 32, Dr. Harold Shipman. Thir- episode oh 33. Scary movie. It's all right, it's a good job that you send it to me before I edit it out. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'll keep getting off on my... Scary movie. Scary Classic. movie. This was your one choice. Of, one of my favourites. Oh my God, that means I've got all the choice. I can't remember what I decided on. <laughs> You've got an hour to think about it. Yeah, well, no, but I'm not going to think about it because I'm going to get excited. Right, okay, let's carry on. Right, scary movie. Scary movie. Classic. Absolute classic. It's got to take it as it comes. See. Is one of your behind scenes facts? Because it's an obvious one. Yeah, there's quite a few. Now I'm saying is one of them that Scary Movie was going to be the title of Scream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's quite a given. Why do you have to ruin it? Just because I thought I'd get it in there early before. Because if I'd have waited until the scary facts, I'd have been like, yeah, I know. You'd have been like, oh, cheers. I'm getting in there early. You could say, yeah, I know. You could just be like, oh, really? Yeah, but then I'm lying. Yeah, but I don't mind that. Yeah, but I do. Um, So it's a bit of a mixed bag with scary movie with a lot of people a lot of critics there's a lot of scream fans out there who despise this film because they think it just completely destroyed it but i think i think scary movie was actually quite clever for its I, time. I think it was good I, like it didn't really insult the film no it didn't it, it wasn't picking faults in it or anything it was just and it wasn't just Scream, was it? You've got I know no, did but last it was summer. like the main. I know it. I know. I know it's mainly off screen, but there was there was loads of bits in there that are from different films. And also, Wes Craven created Scream to take the piss out of horror films. Yeah, it was, so it, actually, it, it's, this is just very self-aware of the fact it's being self-aware. Yeah, of, and way, it exaggerates it. it. And I do think, to a certain extent, it's you know, it, it is meta. It, it, it's meta for its yeah. time. And there were bits in Scream that. You know, I I had secondhand cringe at that the film took the piss out of, yeah. and I liked it, and so I, I I take it as imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah. So for it to be mimicked, question: Do they have to get permission to create this? Well, I think I couldn't find a fact on it. I, f- I would have thought the would have because it's blatantly a rip. It's not a rip off. It's a it's a spin off of Scream. They haven't took Scream's idea and tried to make it better. They've just took what Scream did and, and made light of it. Yeah. But there is one point where I feel like they use the genuine ghost face mask. It's not the Scream. Ver- it's not the scary movie version. When he stood outside holding the hook outside the school, he's wearing ghost face mask. Yeah. That's when I thought, why have they only used it in this scene throughout the whole whole film? Like, did they just forget to have a mask on set that day and use that? But. Well, my thing is, they don't... So, I'm not going to mention names because this person is active on the screen site and I don't know if they listen to the podcast. But they tried to make a fan film and they wanted to use... It, was, it wasn't just like a like three actors and then like mess it, taking the piss out of your mates. It was going to be a genuine like fan film. Right. And Fun World contacted them. Now, Fun World owned the mask. And so Fun World were like... You, 
you can't use it at the minute because it's in license with Scream 5, but it's Fun World that own it. So my point is, would they have had to get Scream's permission or would they have had to get Fun World's permission to use the mask? It depends. I think it would depend if it's a, if it's an, an exclusive agreement. Like, do, do Fun World own the mask, but Scream own the rights to be able to use a mask? Yeah. Because if, if Fun World own it, I'd imagine... I'd imagine the process would be you'd have to contact Funworld to be able to use that mask. Mm. But if Scream's deal with Funworld for that mask would be it's exclusively ours. Like, you own the mask, but we're the only people who can make media out of it. We're the only people who can make entertainment out of it. Mm. Then it's it's not... I don't think it'd be going after Scream, but it'd be... It'd be, um, it'd be contradicting the agreement between Funworld and Scream. That's yeah. what I'd imagine it would be done. Yeah. Unless Scream just bought the mask off Funworld, but obviously they didn't, so... Mm. Not that I'm aware of, anyway. No, they didn't. It still, it still belongs to Fun World. So it opens with the Casey Becker, Drew Barrymore scene, yeah. a classic opening, and like right from the get go, you you don't expect it from the start because you you've got Carmen Electra. She's a well known comedy actress. I believe she did some Playboy shoots at some point as well. Right. But she she's pretty solid in this role, and she's pretty yeah. funny. In what she does, but it opens up and it is a blatant rip-off. She's very much the sort of like Casey Becker character. And it starts off with a phone call and she's making popcorn and then she's like, <laughs> oops, I farted. Yeah, <laughs> you hear that's me? My, that's, that's my first note. <laughs> and then it just goes downhill. It's just so hilarious. And as I say, I do think Cameron Electra did a great job. The popcorn as well, it's... You know, they're, they're taking it as Wes Craven created this whole direction of the popcorn builds the scene, so when it's, like, on fire, like, shit's going down. Yeah. But this fucking popcorn ends up, like, this space Yeah, it's, fl- it's literally floating around the room. <laughs> and it's so good. She beats down these kids trick-or-treating. Yeah, absolutely hammers them. <laughs> and then she sh- just shuts the door. It's where it's like, it's th- the one that got me was... Obviously, in Scream, I think he actually says, I want to see what your insides look like. He's like, well, turn to page 54. He's, he's sat on the page reading the palm nice. with her in it. Yeah, that was the first bit that got me. That is funny. So she sh- she's beating these kids down. She shuts the door. She's, there's Steve involved as well there, and he's like... Yeah, this, not my <laughs> boyfriend. Not my I just boyfriend. him a couple of times. That's so good. This is... Th- we've... See, me and Oliver have been worried about this episode because we do love the film, but in this household, we reference this film a lot, so yeah. we quote from it so many times, and we just didn't want... If we end up make it, doing an impression of something, we're not making fun of anybody or any ethnicity or any you know, gender, we are just saying it how it is in the film because we were like, no, we can't do impressions, but yeah. we've already just started. I'm, I'm going to try my best not to anyway. I'm trying really hard, but it's really difficult. So she ends up... Uh, I, what I noticed as well was I love how many actors' names are blended in with this film. So Casey Becker is called Drew Decker, yeah. Drew Barrymore, Cindy. Cindy Campbell is Nev Campbell, yeah, and Cindy is Sydney, obviously. And I do th- it was it was a nice little play on it. There's a water sprinkler moment, so he chases her around. Water sprinkler glow- goes off, and she does this Baywatch scene. Yeah, and he he manages to get hold of her, stabs her. <laughs> pulls her implant pulls out. Pulls her implant out. As a child, I had no idea that that was a breast implant. Like, I had no clue. I, I was think, like, why I is think it I ice out of a boot? And then he's like, ears. He pulls, <laughs> he pulls it off. He, he, the, the, the killer in this one like breaks a fourth wall. Like he... Yeah. He's, he's almost part of the audience, isn't he? The way, like the way it goes on. Yeah, he does. He, he is very much an audience character. It I'm is in the funny. house. <laughs> Do you, you know where I am? I, I can see your feet. <laughs> I can see your feet. 
shit. We're skipping ahead. This is what we're going to do, aren't we? We're going to skip around. ahead. <laughs> but she, he stabs at her implant and then she manages to run off but gets knocked down by her dad. Who's... Who's getting a blowjob from me? Good time uh, in the car with his wife. And I still didn't get that as a child. Every I'm going to do and I did not get that as a child counter. My parents just let me watch whatever I wanted as a child. And you know what? I feel like I've grown because of it. And I do think it supports the fact that violence is not supported in horror films. Because I I grew up watching them. So we get the entry to the main character, Cindy Campbell. She's at her house and she's just typing away and it's very much that opening scene between sydney and billy yeah. in the uh, opening scene bobby enters he's not as greasy as skeet Ulrich. i don't i don't like bobby i, I don't do. like i don't like the actor i don't like who played him i just i don't know why i quite like it i think it's a good character i think they could have done more with like him having like really greasy side parted and mm. stuff like that but i i don't know i liked him okay We'll, we'll differ on that one. He's all right. Her dad's a drug dealer in this one. And I was like, actually, he could probably be a drug dealer in the real film because his house is massive. We never know actually what yeah. he does. He goes away on business a lot. It must be important business because he left her on the anniversary of his wife's first death and yeah. her mother's first death. So technically, not wrong. And he leaves her a rock of something in the <laughs> in the coffee or And he's like, but what do we cut it with? Baking, baking, baking soda, soda, not, not baking, baking powder. powder. Because Thinking about it, they're going to have mushrooms growing out of the nose. <laughs> Uncle Escobar, that's what he's off. Yeah. Someone who went missing Uncle, with Uncle Escobar. Some legs are going to get broken. <laughs> <laughs> I love this film so much. It is a good one. And then we get the little bit between Sydney and Billy, Cindy and Bobby. And I love how the script picks up on some of the ridiculous lines that Scream did. So Scream, when it's like, I was uh, watching The Exorcist and I was thinking of you. And in the actual film, she's like, oh, you didn't. She looks a bit like confused. Yeah. But Cindy's like, fully disturbed. And then she goes <laughs> on and she's like, if this is about the time that I puke green slime and masturbate <laughs> with a crucifix, it was my first cake party, Barbie. Yeah. But it is, it picks up on it and it's, it's, it's quite funny. Uh, they go through... It, it's the whole concept of sexual frustration. So yeah, she's sexually same as the first film. Yeah, he's sexually frustrated. She, we, Does she ever talk about the fact her mum died? No, I don't it's think never so. It's never mentioned, is it? Because the drama was... She was like, Ginger was such an important part of the Spice Girls. No, actually, I think she was because... Or I might, I might be wrong here, but the, the bathroom... The, the scene where... No, am I wrong? No, am I thinking about the actual Scream film or or Stab? It might be Stab when they reenact the scene outside when she's just been chased out of the bathroom stab, and Bobby comes stab. out. It's Stab, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many walls. Yeah. <laughs> so many layers. So the they're sort of like making out on the bed and like the music's playing. The guy from there's a guy from Dawson's well, Dawson's Creek. It's not actually Dawson Creek. Pops up and he's like, wrong set. But that's because Kevin Williamson, who wrote the script for Scream, also wrote for Dawson's Creek, and it's picking up on the idea that they were all very closely intertwined. Yeah. Like everybody was playing different parts, but in the same actors. She stops him, and he goes out the door, and she's like, "Would you settle for a PG thirteen relationship?" Yeah, it's a bloke's body that she strips, <laughs> and he falls flies out, out the, the window. window. <laughs> Uh, it goes to the next day at school. Can I just shout out? This is she is my favourite character in the entire film. In in any of the films, Brenda, she is so. See, mine's good. probably Shorty. I fucking <laughs> love Shorty. It makes me laugh. 
But, uh, yeah, because they're, they're just coming out of, off the bus or coming out of the car or something. And uh, it's like, your mother. Well, then your father. <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> he's like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> oh, he's like, what, he's like, what can you tell us about the victims? Like, she had the fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> but they're only last words that you say it's true. Run, bitch. <laughs> Run. Then he makes a, a joke, which obviously isn't funny, but it's <laughs> funny. The roofie started burning up and she started talking about pressing charges, so I just took my tongue out of her ass and left. Obviously, funny, but not funny, but it's the shortest character makes it for me. Shorty and Ray are my, probably my two favourite characters out of that film. Yeah, they they are very good. I, I do like the... Aside from Bobby, and he's not that bad. Gail Hailstorm as well, which is <laughs> fucking hilarious. I nearly said it, but we'll get to that point in a minute. So... Brenda comes in and she's talking to Cindy and it's established that they're best friends. I'm pre- is she like the Tatum character, I would presume? Yeah, I think so. Even though she doesn't die in the garage. No, she doesn't. It's, it's, very... it's just a random lass who dies in the garage, isn't it? Yeah. So she comes up and there's this whole scene between... They, they're sort of watching... I can't remember her name. Buffy get out of the car and she's sort of like, all sweet and innocent. And Brenda's like trying to explain why she doesn't like her. And she's like... I turn around and she's on about Puff Daddy having a party. And she's like, and I turn around and there's your girl getting buck wild in the jacuzzi. <laughs> and she's like, well, what's wrong with that? And she's like, with a back of yeah. <laughs> The guy uh, get you backstage. And it's the bit where she's like... <laughs> she's so two-faced. She's like, like she's hey. as fake as press-on nails. And she turns around and she's like, hey, my girl! <laughs> <laughs> what is that, my sister? And so Buffy enters and it turns out she looks all sweet and innocent, but she's not. They sort of cover her over and then she gets changed into this like sexy outfit yeah, it's deemed. Revealing. It's it's interesting what's deemed as sexy then to now. Did you notice? I, I don't know if it means anything, and I I'll I'll try to work it out and think, is that there on purpose? But as a walking like I think it's just for the homeless man, there's a there's a black truck in the parking lot with is it coroner written on the back? No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's there and I thought it's just it's, it's almost like an Easter egg that don't really matter, but that, that that's a person who deals with the bodies, isn't it? Yes. And it was, yeah, there's a coroner in the park, parking oh, lot behind her. I didn't her. see that. Oh, interesting. So they're talking about Duffy's... Uh, Duffy? Buffy's putting on this lipstick, and Cid, Cindy's talking about, oh, you shouldn't do this, the test on animals. And she's like, who would like to feed all the hungry little yeah. children of the world? And this homeless guy comes up behind her and is like, can I have a dollar? <laughs> Get away from me, you bum! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gives, it, gives her a sandwich and he launches it back at her. Instead of dollar, bitch. So, it, it's a... St- I think... I don't think it's just there for comedy purposes. I think it's there to establish what the characters are like. Yeah. So, Brenda's very two-faced, but she's very loyal to Cindy. But not that loyal in the second one, which is quite funny. Uh, Buffy is sort of your, like your classic bully bitch, but can be your best friend yeah. one minute and not your friend the other. But Cindy's the nice character. Yeah. She's very sweet. She's very kind. And it's there to establish that. The and then you've got Gail Hailstorm who's reporting outside yeah. <laughs> and she's like, A shocking discovery that led to two teens dead. And then this guy's behind What is one like, teen dead, then she shoots him. Three teens dead. And then it's <laughs> then it goes on to the the black news TV cats and it's <laughs> like, right out of here. Well, white folks are dead, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> they jump in the van and leave. Obviously just taking them, because back then it was quite predominant that black people would tend to never survive the horror film or died very early on. Yeah. So I think that's what that was aiming at. But you know what? This whole film, and I was going to mention it later, but I'm going to mention it now as soon as we've talked about the idea of black people being very self-aware in this film. It is 
this film is very social commentary on it. It's yeah. very, it's clever in the way he does it. Brenda plays the stereotypical black character yeah. in the horror film, but actually, it's it is a stereotype, and yeah. she's so exaggerated because that's what people are viewed as. Yeah. And all the way through the film, it is the idea that you know, black people are the that over-exaggerated, your mama, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it's not like that at all. And I think the film does a really good job. And I do think it's due to the fact that it is a black director yeah. that directed the film. And it there is a lot to be said. It's kind of like said. a hidden dig about it, isn't it? Yeah, it's there's like a lot a to be said compliment. for it. Not backhanded compliment, but like, I know, like we know what we you're know doing. We know exactly yeah. how you stereotype yeah. and we're going to exaggerate it to the full effect. But I, I did think it was really interesting. So then it's like, oh, they're going to... Do you think they're going to want to talk to us? And then Brenda's like, no, they're going to find the most ignorant person that they can find, and it's shorty. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, he's on about the roofies and like talking about whether he knew Drew Decker and things like that. So then you've got the introduction of Ray coming in, and he plays the Stew character. Yeah. And what I did really like, so it's a, it's quite a popular theory from a lot of screen Is that fans. Stu was gay for that Billy. That was gay for Billy. And this just emphasises it massively. And I like that they picked up on that. Ray's one-liners are fucking hilarious. That They make this film <laughs> for me, the things he comes out with. Yeah, so it, it's quite clever. And But, you know, Ray's just an offensive version of that. So, it, yeah. once again, it's stereotyping that gay character. Yeah. And it's is the same way it's not like that at all but it's how they play it so it leads you to the famous fountain scene and they bring up you know out in the open in the public they're like oh yeah you know it's, it's a bit weird seeing as like a year ago yeah so instead of taking the year ago sydney's mum died it's the year ago we killed that we, person and that's the start of yeah. the i know what you did last summer thing never seen it so see i said i'd never seen it last week but i feel like i have seen it once i'd watched this film i was like oh no i definitely have i have seen, seen this film so we've got the sort of um, flashback, flashback yeah. into the scene. And so they're in a car driving along. Uh, Buffy, Greg, Ray and Brenda are in the back. Cindy and Bobby are at the front. When they're all making out, he's like, yeah, that's it. Play with my ass. And they're like, I'm not doing that. Ray! Like, Ray! And he's like, my bad. He's like a, as he pulls his finger out, he's like, sorry. I love it when they're taking their underwear off. He's taking off Brenda's Yeah, fucking like Morning a mile wide. <laughs> but Bobby is sort of like looking in the back of the car and he's like, you know, when are we going to be doing stuff like that? Cindy's like, oh yeah, someday. She sort of leads off to it. And she ends up, well, Greg ends up sort of stand. Oh no, I forgot the bit where Ray's like, oh yeah, put on this. Oh, and it's, <laughs> it's fucking staying alive. No, it's raining no, men, raining that's men. it. Yeah. And Greg ends up standing on, well, through the sunroof. Yeah. And it gets hit by a wasp's nest. And I laughed way too much at that because I forgot it happened. It's his screaming that, that gets me. <laughs> it's the way that the car's like on a side view and it's like yeah. swinging his arms about. That makes me laugh. And he stands on Cindy's back. Cindy ends up like involuntary giving Bobby a blowjob. Yeah. And because everybody's distracted and freaking out and Bobby's not really paying attention to the wheel, yeah. they end up hitting this guy. Get out of the car. Buffy's like, we had a boot. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the the guy, so, the guy turns out to be okay, and he's, yeah, he's, he's completely he's like, normal about it. He's like, don't, yeah, he's like, they're on about. We need to dump his body. He's like, not necessary. And he's getting ready to just walk away. And then is Greg's it a bit, got a bottle of yeah. Bobby's like, what whiskey. about the alcohol? He's like, well, get rid of it. Launches his bottle, and it tonks him off the back of the head, and he's knocked out again. And so uh, Cindy wants to go to the police. She sort of suggests it, and 
Greg's like, he says something who's like sex star convicts looking for a fresh piece of meat, and then Ray's like, you know, actually, Cindy's right. No, what, we should what, go what to the police. Like, I'm not going to fucking prison. He's like, yeah. Do you know what they do to young guys in prison and all this? And then he goes on about like sex them basically. Star getting, convicts, yeah, and he's, and he's like, meat. actually, Sydney's right. We should call the police. <laughs> and they end up not going to the police, so they go down to the docks. Yeah, they go down to the docks to dump the body. They rob it first. Yeah, it's like we've we've already murdered him. Where's all well rub his ass? <laughs> Credit cards. Credit cards, jewelry, and jewelry. somewhere else. And they throw it. Uh, throw him into the lake so it's then they talk about this makes me laugh as well so they talk they go back to the fountain scene and they're talking about you know it's it's sort of like if it's if it was a movie and they were like you know we get like 20 to 30 year olds to play us which they did in scream and it is playing upon that fact that you know high school kids are played by adults Adults, grown adults we go to the school and we meet gail and special officer doofy which again massively emphasizes Dewey's character because he's a kind of a donut. Yeah, he's like a bit of a donut and he's a bit a bit slow and he's but he's a police officer and all that. Yeah, and he's. I said I, the, in my notes just as you've said, he's not too far off Dewey. No. I mean, he's exaggerated, but he is that sort of clueless, doesn't have a twenty six and a half years old. That's this many. That's this many. <laughs> he, just, he does like that for half, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, and they are having this conversation and. So Cindy sees Ghostface behind the tree. So this is a play on Halloween. Yes. Because she's sort of so, like, yeah, she's she in class, takes Mike, note. Because Michael was stood seen behind uh, Dr. Loomis's car and she sees him behind the tree. But what I like about this one is, <laughs> normally it's like you see him, the camera will cut away for a second then you go back and he's gone. Whereas this one, the camera stays on him and you see him fucking legging behind his tree <laughs> with his hook in his hand. And then on the, on magically on the desk is a note. Yeah. And so she opens it and it's like, I know what you did last Halloween. Halloween. And there's a flashback and it goes to Cindy's like sitting there and it's like a picnic with her and Bobby. And he's like trying to shove this hot dog in the house. And then another note appears and it's like, no, not that Halloween. And it's like, you stupid bitch, when you killed that guy. And uh, it's still hilarious. And so then Cindy gets called up to the principal, Principal Squiggler, I think his name is. And the police is interviewing everybody. And Doofy brings her in. <laughs> and then you just see the Sherry's face sort of wrinkle. And he's like, what's that smell? He's oh. like, I'm in poopy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a change of underwear or something. <laughs> <laughs> he just thought, you know this, we weren't going to do impressions. Yeah, I'm do, I'm, I am not fucking doing the rap that goes face. Well, I'm going to slash I know it, but I'm not doing it. Do you know it? Yeah, of course I know it. I, fucking, I don't know it, I'm impressed. I sing it on a regular basis. Not on a regular basis, but every now and again. So then it goes, it cuts to a football, well, Cindy's interviewed and it's like they, they don't know anybody and she doesn't know anything what's going on. And then Greg and Ray were playing football and so they're all getting changed in the showers and it's like, nice play. Yeah, nice Ray's play. just, uh, last one in the nice showers, and like, trying to get everyone in the shower. And Greg's like, no, I'm going to hit the boxing glove for a bit. And he's... There's like this montage of him like hitting the boxing glove and then he swings, <laughs> swings back, back and whacks him. And whacks him. So he goes back to the he, he thinks he hears something in the locker room and he can't see anybody, but then there's a little picture like a little polaroid. Little pictures, yeah, out, polaroid picture. And it's of his micro dick posted and everybody pisses themselves when he shows him yeah. it. Buffy laughs as well, which makes yeah. me laugh because I'm like, hang on a minute, but anyway, it is like they turn the hot water off in the shower. Yeah. And Cindy then turns around and she's like, 
Greg, don't worry. <laughs> You're not the only one who got one. It's like, what, Bobby got a baby dick too? It's Bobby's face that cracks me up at <laughs> yeah. this, but he's like, hang on a minute. And then she says, no, he, she got a note as well. And she's like, no, somebody knows something. And she's like, we need to go to the police. And then Greg just absolutely... Starts strangling her. Annihilates her. Elbow drops Yeah, <laughs> that's the last thing he does before it's just, he It's just Bobby's off. face as he does it as if to say, oh, God, like not stepping in to do anything. And so they... They end up saying we're not going to say anything and yeah. it sort of cuts there. The next big scene is the beauty pageant and they're, Greg, Cindy and Bobby are standing at the back at sort of like higher up and there's everybody else in the audience and Greg's like, that's my girlfriend. And then somebody in the audience is like, yeah, that's my yeah, girlfriend, that's my girlfriend too. too. I hit that. Best pussy I ever had. He's like, <laughs> like, hey, shut the hell up, man. <laughs> Shouting from the top of this podium. And so uh, Cindy and Bobby are saying, right, we're going to go down and get a closer seat. And he's like, no, I'm going to stay up here. And he tells her, he's like, she's like, I'm going to be doing a dramatic reading. And he's like, do the thing from Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> and so she turns around and she sort of looks up at Greg to sort of inspire her. And then she sees Ghostface from behind yeah. coming up and stabbing Greg. And so she ends up, well, they everybody else thinks she's acting. But she's actually saying, yeah. like, somebody's good, so he's being killed. And she runs off stage crying. And then he's like, the talent guy's like, I think we got a winner. <laughs> yeah. And she runs off and she's like, no, we got to help Greg. And she's like, no, Buffy, you won. <laughs> I won. Fuck, fuck Greg, I won. <laughs> Puts the crown on her yeah. head like gross thing. Do you, did you listen to the lyrics from the pageant song? No. It's like, it's something like, miss somebody, she's so fine, such lovely tits and a great behind. And then it's like... Doggy style anywhere anytime. <laughs> like, no, I didn't read it. I didn't, I didn't know it's it. It's so funny. And it's little things like the throwing flowers at her and then it's one so, woman yeah. throws a vase at her. The thing is it's not great comedy, but it is like it, oh someone throwing someone at someone on stage, like it's not funny, but it's the, the way, way the film like because the film consistently goes with stuff like that, it makes it good. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it's little things that yeah. The one-liners in this film that do it for me. The one-liners are fucking hilarious. They are very funny. So then you've got Cindy, Bobby and uh, Buffy talking in the locker room afterwards. And they're like, you know, where's Greg? Blah, blah, blah. And Cindy and Bobby are quite concerned. Whereas Buffy's like, oh, no, he, you know, he's probably just waiting for us. He's but behind the scene, behind them, this just ghost mopping it up, Dragging this body blood. across. And they're like, oh no, it's fine, it's fine. So it cuts then to Cindy and she's, oh my God, that bathroom. I have such bathroom envy. This yeah. was, I was sitting there like, why did I not notice this before? Because we weren't at the age to care about what No, we didn't give like. a shit. But I was like, oh my God, that bathtub, those ceramic taps, I need them in my life. Uh, the bit, this still makes me gip now where she's like shaving and then she shaves. Shaves her tongue, yeah. And I was watching it and there's no cut in between it. So no. Obviously, it wouldn't have been an actual razor, but she's still shaved and her breath and licks well. herself. Yeah. It, and it made me dip. I was watching it like, oh, God. And Bobby rings her and they're having a chat and then she hangs up and then Ghostface rings her and she comes downstairs and <laughs> there's, there's that zooming in thing yeah. and it smacks her in the face with the camera and he's like, ow. And the phone rings again and then it's the best Ghostface scene where he's like... I'm in the house. <laughs> it's the, the one that gets me is like, I'm at the wind, baby. <laughs> like, he's proper fucking full of himself. Like, he's not never going to get seen. Can you see? And he's just curled up in a ball behind this TV. And what makes me laugh is while he's on the phone, he's wiggling his feet, like, <laughs> laughing so to himself. He, think, he thinks he's absolutely <laughs> smashed it. And she, she's like, uh, 
you're you're behind the couch. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> I can see your feet. He's like, oh, oh, he just he, he just shows himself front of his like, turn around, turn, turn around, no question. <laughs> And get, he goes under the rug and he's like, no, no gets no. back out behind the curtain. <laughs> and she it. turns around and he's like, no, turn around. Yeah, and he's got this fucking hook hanging out this curtain. And he's, and he's like, like now. No, can you see me? And she's like, no, Mr. <laughs> Scary Killer. I don't know where you are. I'll give you a clue. <laughs> and then he jumps Jumped out. straight out. And then he chases her around for a bit. And this bit, without fail, reminds me of you every time. So they're running upstairs and she starts throwing things out of the way. But then she launches this piano downstairs oh it's god it makes run. me piss his run like his arms are going I saw it reminds me of you the thing that the thing that made this made me pick this movie was i saw something on twitter and it was saying this this scene should go down in movies hall of fame and it's when he's running down the stairs with his fucking big hook <laughs> in his arms going. and his fucking the bubble on his on his back of his fucking hood's just bouncing up and down as he's running down the stairs it's just the way it's when you promote when you promote this on the instagram you need to use like that gif or definitely going to and once again it's the social commentary here of when she gets she locks the cupboard door and then the closet door just like she doesn't scream and she says white, white woman, woman in, in trouble, trouble. And the police are and, there the next yeah, scene and once again it's the idea of you know we even though black actors are exaggerated in this film to be what the stereotype to be the director is making a very clear comment like of white privilege kind of thing. yeah white yeah. privilege and I'm, I'm all there for that so then it cuts to the police scene so bobby comes up and it's just like skeet ulrich's thing but he's hold what what is bobby holding is there like a banana or something <laughs> What, when he comes in? Yeah. It, no, he's got the knife, the mask, and the phone. Is I, it? Think. I, I thought there was like a I think, banana in there I think the exaggeration somewhere. was on, because in Scream, it's just the phone that he's got, whereas and this, it's kind of like, here's a knife, here's a mask, here's the phone, yeah. Yeah, and she goes out and ends up at the police station, give or take. I think maybe there was portraying that it was so obvious who the killer was in Scream, like, yeah. and this was taking the piss out of it by literally catching him red-handed with the mask, knife, and, and phone. Yeah, and so they're at the police station... <laughs> the, the chief, this bit makes me laugh. It's so random. The chief comes in and is like, I've just got some photos that I, yeah. I want you to see. And they're just see, pictures I, of him naked. See, I didn't laugh at this bit. I did when I first watched it. But what made me laugh again when he's like, oh, okay, okay. And then he goes, just look at this one again. <laughs> hands the other one back to it. She's like, like, no. He's no. <laughs> like, oh, well, worth a shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fucking weird guy, isn't he? That, I thought they'd have put that on the principal, like, trying to make yeah. the principal seem more weird. But yeah, because he was quite weird yeah, in the was original film. And so there's two officers talking about prostitutes that they got hold of, and he's like, oh, I went the whole way. And then Doofy walks in, and he's like, yeah, watch this. Oh, Come God. here, Doofy. <laughs> Smell these. And he's like, what, what is it? <laughs> he's like, it's when you know you become a man, Doofy. <laughs> and Doofy's like, hmm. Smell my fingers. <laughs> so he does, and he's like, oh, what are those? My ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the hell away from me, Doofy. <laughs> then is it, is the next scene, is it, is the phone call scene before where Dewey comes out with Hoover again? Doofy comes out with Hoover. Yeah. Right. Because I, I, I thought I'd put a note about that, but I didn't. So it, then it replicates the scream where they just leave the police station. Yeah. yeah and he gets the phone call saying you got the wrong guy. Can I just add as well? The treat. They exaggerated the treatment between Gail and Kenny. Yeah. It, the cameraman. But actually, Courtney Cox was pretty much dead yeah, on with it. Yeah, she was like, a cunt She treated to him. him like shit. Yeah. And so it's not too far out. And then, no, it's bef- it's just after that. It's the... Well, that is one of the most... <laughs> I think that's one of the most infamous scenes in all of horror. <laughs> what the 
but oh, it comes what? out of nowhere. It's so not necessary. It it, there was nothing to do with Scream. Like it re- it's short earrings originally. Isn't yeah, it? it's short earrings. And he's like, hey, what's your He's like, nothing. Chilling. Just chilling, killing. Chilling. Like true, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chilling with him. Like, so, I, lo- I the love phone. the bond between the killer and shorty that they get on throughout this film. I love the fact that they're doing the was up bit and the. The change of masks as it goes. Oh around. God, yeah. So at the end, it's I think I, out, I, I like, think I, used, I had that mask. I had <laughs> the did. mask with his tongue out. Yeah, which shows how big this film was because if they're making merchandise from it, and I remember on Halloween's was quite a few people with other masks because then they had the stoned one as yeah. well, the ghost face stone where his eyes are all Close like, shut and mind. stuff. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> little touches like that. Yeah, it was just it's what made the film. So yeah, they're doing the then it cuts to Sid, Cindy and Buffy. And Buffy's sitting on the bed and they're sitting and talking. And she's like, um, he's this. They're talking about Bobby being the killer. And he's that. He's good in bed. I knew it was too perfect. And yeah. she's like, what? what? <laughs> and then it's Cindy telephone. And it's, I, I love this bit where she's answering the phone. And he's like, you got the wrong guy. And there's a rush bit at the end. And he's like, and it's definitely not Bobby. And what's the <laughs> I didn't notice down. that. Did he actually? I didn't notice that. I, mean, I want to rewatch. Definitely not Bobby. I want to re. I want to rewatch it after this now. Just that clip. And they shout Dewey, well Doofy, and uh, he comes out with the fucking vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that is because earlier on in the film, it's like Mum also told you stop sticking your dick in the, the vacuum cleaner, cleaner, and then he comes running out with it. Yeah, I told, I told you, you not to just sue me when I'm cleaning, cleaning my room. <laughs> Proper teenager attitudes about it. And uh, so, and may I add as well is. He, he comes back in and he throws, he launches the ice pack at her and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, we're going to get the guy you killed. <laughs> yeah. And Buffy's like, who's going to believe a retired Yeah, that, that's quite kid? important. But, like, Doofy overheard the conversation between um, Buffy and Greg about the guy they yeah. killed, so he knows. And it's, you know what? It's very, it, to be fair, it's not just a random thing at the end of the film where they're like, oh, yeah, Doofy's the killer. On a few scenes, yeah, there's it, little, it does there's link little, up yeah. why he is the killer. It's still not the biggest plot twist of the film, though. I'll wait, no. I'll wait towards the end to see if we've got the agreement. So, they're taking the piss out of the Billy and Sydney scene. So, um, Cindy asks Ray, she's like, have you seen Bobby? And he's like, what, since you branded him the Candyman? No, his heart is broken. This is the bit where Shorty comes up and they're talking and she's like, oh no, I'm just going to have a little little get-together and, uh, you know, just keep it on the dance floor. Like, Cindy's <laughs> house? Drunk white women for everyone! <laughs> <laughs> and... She says, you know, if you see Bobby, tell him I love him. And Ray's like, okay. If I see, see Bobby, Bobby, I'll tell him I'll I love him. <laughs> and then she bumps into Bobby and they, talk, they take the piss out of this toilet scene. But it's completely right. It's yeah. such a weird scene. Definitely. And he says, the reason why is like, you know, it's been a year. And she's like, but Ginger is such an important part of the Spice Girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to move on, baby. And... Then she she does the same line. I'm yeah. sorry if my something something existence no something, an un- my traumatic in- inconvenience past is, to your you perfect, your perfect existence, existence. existence. And then, so she runs off like such yeah, a yeah flailing arms. Like she does in scary movie too. Actually, I yeah, think, I think they redo that. <laughs> and then it gets to the oh, this is it. This is the scene where they're doing the press conference. And Doofy's sort of standing at the back Girls of the girls. <laughs> you did it before me. I thought we were going to do it in sync. And uh, she's answering, asking all these questions that she wouldn't know unless she was a police officer. Yeah. And it was like, where are you getting your information? And then like everybody's looking and he's like, girl swallows. <laughs> it's like, my, my sources are strictly confidential. And he just comes to the mic, taps and goes, girl swallows. <laughs> and everyone's just fucking What's staring at her. Yeah. So Buffy 
yeah this is this is a scene that's quite interesting so buffy is in they've just had gym i presume or something like that and they're all getting changed and buffy gets a phone call and then she's like cindy it's for you just turns into a total bitch against her yeah it was a really random bit i I think that's just portraying the character if she's a yeah i don't know if there's a character like that and i know what you did last summer which may make more sense as to why she's sort of like the flip character but i'm i'm not sure it's been a very long time since i've seen i know what you did last summer and then it comes to um, <laughs> Miss Mancine. Miss oh, God, Miss Man. Where the fuck did this, this come from? what I mean, from? unless it's somewhere where Miss Man a horror film, but I highly doubt. I think he just chucked in there just to be fucking so hilarious. She's like, Miss Man. It's this, it's the you. female, um, like, gym teacher. G- gym teacher, yeah, for the females. And she, she comes in and says. Because she makes a point of saying, you know, if any of you ladies need to talk, then I'm here. And so and Cindy's then, like, all oh, right. But I'll then go and talk. she gives the three three points never go anywhere alone. Something else. Always and, wipe front to back. Always wipe front to back <laughs> and never ever think that shaving your pubic hair will rid you of crab infestation. <laughs> Just completely fucking irrelevant. Like, where does it come from? But then, yeah, Sydney now comes into his slash hers office yeah and she's having a deep talk about stuff and then he's like that she's saying like, that i've got a secret a secret that i'm not proud and then we she's like we all have secrets. secrets that we're not proud of then she opens her legs a little bit on a chair and a ball sack just falls out of her, of her <laughs> knickers and it's it touches sydney's arm at one point then she goes is it touching her? <laughs> it moves her arm. she's like to get ahead of the competition and as soon as she comes in he's like can i can i have a word it's like yeah sit down take off your bra if you'd like it's so weird and then she's like, what does she say? She says something about balls and then she's like, oh, no. She's like, thank you for balls. Oh, your help. Yeah. <laughs> Any time, dear. And, but there's nothing that comes of that in the whole film after that. No, it's just, just randomly chucked in, in there. there for anything. And then it's Buffy's death scene and it's a play. It's half, half a random one, I think, but half a play on Tatum's as well because yeah. she, in the garage scene, she's like, oh, am I supposed Sorry, to be scared? Mr. Killer and, all that, yeah. and he slices her arm. So instead of like being freaked out, then she's like, ooh, ooh, you sliced my arm. I was like, am I, am I, you know, do you want me to break my leg now? This bit, I can oh, yeah. never it watch it. It cringes out. It just snaps her own leg and the bone pops out of her leg and it, it is even, a tough watch. Even the ghost face. Yeah, like, exactly. oh. <laughs> That's what I like about him is... Okay, I'm helpless now. Yeah, chop, even when he chops off her head, she's still there going, Ooh, I'm all bloody and gross. You better pay for my Gucci sweater yeah. or something. That, You're that giving broken. me a headache. And he's just like, for fuck's sake, at the end of that. So he dumps her in the lost and found bin. Also funny. They, they're on the way out. And this is an I know what you did last summer piss take. So the lead character, Jennifer Love Hewitt, she, in I know what you did last summer, she... Turn, she like sort of spins around in midair and she's like what are you waiting for yeah but then the prince like superintendent principal's on the roof maybe i'm presuming it's superintendent because Threat, we know the to jump off because of all the kids dying and stuff and, and then cindy like is spinning around going what are you waiting for huh what are you waiting for what am i waiting for <laughs> fuck you <laughs> and then jumps jump down. straight down oh brilliant then it's one of then i think this next oh. scene is one of my favorites when gail interviews the killer they the turn up to the... I don't know what it's this like is a, a homage forest. to. Blair Witch? Is it? No, but the make-out spot, it's like an urban legend. That's where the original... Oh, yeah. There. But it, then, yeah, it, it's, it's a Blair Witch legend. reference where she's like, she's like, oh, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, my boyfriend's just um, 
we were just making out, out and he's heard a noise he's going to investigate it's like has it ever occurred to you that your boyfriend has boyfriend's been slaughtered by a mass murder or something and then no. screams <laughs> what happened and she's like you ever thought about you being next and then scream comes up starts stabbing her killing her and as he's being killed Gail's <laughs> with the match, she's like how do you feel how do you feel she's like in, in lots, lots of pain, of pain. <laughs> help me and then the, it's the way the fucking ghost face turns around is like what are you doing here you have to I'm just trying to get yeah, my job you have to know showing up here I'm just trying to do my job I fucking pissed myself at that yeah Gail, Gail, she's chasing me. <laughs> yeah, go flying. You weren't getting sliced. And then the last thing we see is from Gail. Like, oh, yeah. Laid on the floor. Well. All that snot comes pissing out of her. But that's a play on Heather from Blair Witch Project where she's sitting there in the dark and there's a little bit of snot dripping down. But of it, this is like a fucking It's like a waterfall, bit. yeah. Oh, so good. And then it cuts to the cinema scene. Yeah, that's just thrown in there. Well, it's gets, not. It's, well, it's from Scream 2, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's meant to be there. It's a massive, like, play on it. The What's her name, the character? Brenda. Brenda's being absolutely obnoxiously loud. Pisses everyone off to the point where they, they get in seriously aggressive. Then Ray cuts off the toilets. And then in Scream 2, obviously, he hears a little noise through the stall, puts his ear against it and gets a knife through the wall. In this one, it's it's a dick. It's a dick. <laughs> but was that, was that Doofy? Because obviously it wasn't it wasn't yeah, it Bobby. Because at that point you think Ray's dead, and you think because at that time you think that's Stu's equivalent, so he's going to yeah. be in the end. Obviously later on you find out that he is alive, but he's got a big he's patch on his ear, yeah, where the dick went through. But and yeah, then, and then uh, Brenda gets slashed. There are so many one-liners from Brenda in here; it's ridiculously good. I, I just love the characters that end up stabbing. You've got yeah. like, you've got like the Pope, you've got Jewish from- people, you've got just all these like religious like positive people just yeah. slicing her about but once again it's that they're playing on the black stereotype and the fact that they're the two characters that are in the cinema because Wes Craven got critiqued because Scream was a predominantly white cast and so in Scream 2 he slung the opening two characters being black in there and they got killed off yeah the straight away and you know the, the the sort of way that they came across in the second one I mean um, Phil was okay in the second one Scream 2 he was, he was sort of reg- like just you know, doing his part, but Jada Pinkett Smith, who played whoever the fuck, Marine, Marine yeah. Stevens or something, Marine Evans, that was it. She, she was quite like, why, why can't we see a Sandra Bullock movie? And then she's like, black actors, black this, black that, and she's on about um, how everything's white in horror films, and she gets the costume, and she's like, oh, and look, it's white. Yeah, and it is. It was that sort of over exaggerated thing, and I do think once as once again the. The likes of Jordan... Is it Jordan Peele who directed Get Out? I don't know. Well, you know, the, now it's it's sort of becoming a point where it's like, you know, we understand why you are playing us these stereotypes, yeah. but this is not what, this is not what it's about. Yeah. And it's quite offensive when it's done seriously. Because yeah, like, yeah, that's not how, you know, that's not how black people act. And so it is, It's she's just a hero. I fucking love Regina King who plays Brenda. She's hilarious. And, you know, some of my favourite ones, you know, don't go in there. Don't go in there. This is some scary shit. And then yeah. she turns around, she's got the fucking video camera on. You want Gantz's camera now. <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. <laughs> she's so good in it. But she play, She gets stabbed to death. Multiple times. Uh, the thing that made me laugh was just the, the, the 
I don't know the correct name from the Japanese like fighters comes out of a katana. Samurai, Samurai comes out of a katana and just <laughs> fucking slices her with it. This is for the karate kid. And the, the first stab is from an old woman who takes the knife off Ghostface and fucking stabs her with it. Ghostface no, is slits, just slits sitting her, there like, her throat, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Ghostface is just sitting there happy as Larry. Yeah, it's really good. And the next scene we get, the, it's at the party and Cindy's very much like trying to stop everybody from throwing up and she's like, no, no, no not in there no more beer you're fine yeah. and the garage scene comes in and she gets stuck in a cat flap yeah it's crushed in the dark yeah it needs to, it needed to be put on there because it was it one w- of the most famous yeah. scenes on screen but orthodox kills yeah. yeah she she's a she's a lot bigger than Rosemary yeah, the garage door that. breaks and collapses on her and kills her yeah and it is a play on the garage door would have done the same in scream they're sort Probably, of saying yeah. you know the idea that it, it, that death would have never happened yeah and then in the scene of like the woman dying in the garage door scene and Sydney before now Cindy's absolutely trashed and she's doing like this keg and she finds Bobby they go upstairs there's this really over the top sex scene yeah hilarious hilarious but I love, so there's some vulgar bits in it. Basically, she pulls down her knickers and bats come out and then it's like a fucking massive afro of pubic hair. Yeah. And then gets the, the then he, chainsaw then out. Gets the chainsaw out. Then, he, then the climax sticks her to the fucking roof. <laughs> and then the thing that makes me laugh is just before that, when they're, when they're talking and he's like, it's like when a movie, it's like when a movie, he's like, we are in a movie, look, there's a sound guy, a script supervisor. I'd like to know if they, I'd like to know if they was genuinely those type, <laughs> Those professions and behind there, or did, yeah, they, get more, or did they get more actors in to pretend to be them? Yeah, that's a point. I didn't think about that. Anyway, in between the sex scene, there's the scene between Ghostface and Shorty. Oh god, one of the best scenes in the film. Yeah, and he, Ghostface ends up smoking with them. Gets absolutely blazed. Gets absolutely blazed, and he's talking about. He then starts rapping. Yeah, they're but all. First they're of all, doing all like. What's your favourite scary the, yeah, movie? Yeah, the, the, the prank calling people out and like, I'm going to gut you like a fish. And have you noticed It's Ghostface how... reaction, he jumps back and starts punching the air. I love how self-aware the killer is, like how, how much he loves his lifestyle in this film. And have you noticed as well how when the opening hello is on there, it sounds like Drew Barrymore's hello. I'd be interested to know whether it is her hello or not mm. because it does sound like Casey Becker saying yeah. hello. And he's like, get you like a fish. <laughs> and then he starts singing and, well, he starts rapping and he's like, would a slash, get you. And I don't know the rest of it. I'm not going to repeat it all. I wish you could, but you're not going to, but it would be hilarious. And while he's doing it, though, he's flailing his fucking he's hook around, around. Yeah, and, and they're can, all can, dead at the end of You can hear little gashes shorty. and slices as he's doing it. And then when he's finished, he's like, that is the like, illest And wear it like a coat and then everyone's just dead. Yeah, and then Charlie's like, that was the <laughs> illest rams i ever seen. And then... There, it's like the post-sex scene between Bobby and uh, Cindy, and she's like, "Oh, who'd you call?" And then they repeat the sort of like, "Yeah, you know, it'd be really funny if you'd have been the person calling for prison." And he's like, "Well, no. What am I? What does it take to prove I'm not a killer?" Ghostface comes up behind him, stabs Bobby. It's so obvious though that yeah, he's they not don't, being don't stabbed stab him, at this yeah. point. She helps him downstairs. At though, so we cut out the massive chase scene that happened yeah. in the actual scream and she's just helping him downstairs. Shorty comes in and he's like, there's guts and ass yeah. everywhere and gets shot by Bobby and there's his flying it's, back it's, the smoke, smoke coming out, out of his lungs. like, you want to hit this, Sydney? <laughs> good shit. And those are his last words. And then Ray, 
uh, Cindy runs and then runs straight into Ray, and it's like surprise. Cindy, do you know? What, do you know what did make me laugh though? When when he's like Bob and he's like ketchup, just like Mama used to put in her spaghetti, and it's like <laughs> what the fuck? Like where has that come from? And it's so obviously not blood yeah. as well, which makes me laugh. And he's like surprise, and it's like a cashier's microphone yeah, before I change it. Yeah, it's like, it's a ghostface one. And the motive was lack of sex. And then he's like, but, you know, like her sex helps you discover things. And he's like, that's right, Cindy. I'm gay. And so is Ray. And then Ray's like, that's the I'm biggest plot. Earlier when I said the biggest plot twist for the film, that is the biggest plot twist that Ray is not gay. And he's like, he says stuff like, he's like, we're like, he's like, that trip to we, San Francisco. I need you to go shopping. And he's like, but we made love. Like, no, you sucked my dick. <laughs> and he's like, no, we're going to get into it right now. <laughs> but anyway, Cindy, I am gay. <laughs> and then they end up stabbing each other. But then... Bobby keeps backing out and he's like, give it to me, give it to me. No, 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 no. We're about cancelling TV shows. That's what creates killers. Yeah. And he's like, it was a good ass show. <laughs> we didn't even get a final episode. Then they'll copy the queasy line. Yeah, he's like, oh, this you? one's a screamer line as well. I like how they emphasize how much Stu dribbles. Yeah, he's just like dribbles spitting out everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and actually, to be fair, Bobby does a dead on impression yeah, he does of a good Stu impression. at that point. I, it was, I was very good. That. And then... Ray sort of turns around and there's another killer. So Ray and Bobby are dead. They fall on top of each other in the death scene as well. So it looks like it's being mounted. Yeah. And there's this whole kung fu scene between Cindy and Ghostface. And it's the Irish it's chick a, it's a, I, th- I think it's me. a Matrix remake. You know, when he goes, woof. And, and he smacks he's, his back. His back's stuck in place and he has to crack it. Yeah, then there's the Irish jig dancing. But it's the bit where she's doing the Irish jig and Ghostface is there like... And he starts yeah, he starts, and he starts clapping along, yeah. and then he's like, "Wait, shit!" <laughs> and what an elite character the ghost face was. Oh, in this he's film. so he good. Ma- he makes it so funny, even though he barely says anything. He is really good. I appreciate him. He's good. And then Cindy manages to like launch him through a window. She goes over to her dad. That makes dad, me fucking piss at this so point. Good. Like he's just trying to act so non-bait, and like the police come, he's like, if, when the police come, I'm a plumber. You had you had a problem with your faucet, and then the coming, he's like, got his hands up on his. I like the bit where do. he's like, before they actually come out, where he's like, um, did you get me any girlfriend's numbers? And he's like, we didn't have an. And she was, he was like, you're not supposed to have a party without me there. And she's like, we well, were here, dad. And he's like, oh right, yeah. Did you, did you, get, any, did you get any girlfriend's numbers for me? And, and then, then when the police comes out, and they they planted the drugs around the sick drugs all over the house. <laughs> And then they take Sydney away and he's like, but we're okay, right? Call, <laughs> I can go. Call daddy, honey. <laughs> and so then they are in the interview room and Cindy's sitting there and the it's sort of like, he's like, Bison. Yeah. And walks out the house, well, walks out the police station and he's in the, she's holding this coffee mug and then the penny suddenly drops and you get a montage of everything that leads yeah. it back to it. Which, to be fair, the, the hints were there. And she but drops the... the thing the... is, we we thought it was an, an absolute copycat of Screamer. It wasn't. There was a third killer yeah. throughout the whole film. So I, I like that twist. It did add something different. You I can't just, say the copied it like for like. The fact that she drops the mug and there's a fucking goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that about? <laughs> I didn't know if that was like a subliminal message or something, or it's just fucking no weird. No clue. And it was doofy all along. So you see, like, he, he starts out with, like, this limp, and then he turns into, like, this smooth-walking person from the legs up, and he rips his moustache off, and he's really good-looking, and yeah. Gail's waiting for him uh, in the red car. And she Cindy chases him off, and the all that's left is, like, this ghost face mask and the knife, and then she gets hit by a car yeah. in the end. Now, I don't know whether... I mean... 
it, it's, did, did, it's did you watch the credits of the shorty scene yeah and he's the doing end. the rules of a horror yeah, movie yeah he, do, he does um what's his randy. fucking randy's like uh leaving message videos like if you watch this morning dead and it turns out he's robbing a fucking store <laughs> with all his mates but then snatch and run I was just thinking when I was when I was watching this, I was like, "Oh my god, this supports your theory of Dewey being the killer in Scream 5. Possibly. You had this, you had the most amazing theory, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but I can't you linked you linked it all together, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. And it'd just be pretty impressive if it was like came full circle. It turns out Dewey's would Dewey. be scary, Gale and Dewey. scary movie you all along. Yeah, that was it. They knew it. Whose would you rather is it? This is very poor planning. Have you got one? Yes. Nice. It's not a would you rather. No way. No you way. You are kidding. I know. Behind the scenes first. Oh, yeah, behind the scenes. Well, you just threw me... Threw I was just me. asking. I was, was going to give us a chance to think about one. Okay, so budget for this film. Two million. 19 million. Fucking hell. It got quite a lot of money behind it. And what was the box office? 65 million. 278 Holy million. Holy shit, it is a huge film. It then. made a lot of money. It was, it was Then you know what I take into account? Scream was so popular. Yeah, it was very popular. Uh, so, my behind-the-scenes facts. The original script featured a cameo role for Jamie Lee Curtis when Ghostface was going to be running, chasing Cindy through the house. She was going to open a closet door and find Jamie Lee Curtis kneeling in that there. That would have been fucking Which, funny. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame she didn't do it, but I'm presuming at that point... I think it was around 2000, early 2000 or 2000, this film was made. And that was when Laurie Strode died in Resurrection or around that time and she wanted to distance herself and from it. And I think if that was the case, then that's a direct piss take. Like, when you've got different actors to play in yeah. already popular roles, but would that would Halloween fans be pissed off at that, thinking, don't take the piss out of our film? Yeah. Like, like by getting a direct actor in who, who's the major would've part. Would have been quite funny, though. It, I think it would have <laughs> it would have caused a few people thinking... Don't put that in, but I'd have liked to see it. It would have been funny. It would have been good. I'd have appreciated it. And the... So the line at the beginning of the film where Cindy and Bobby are talking and he's trying to coax her into having sex with them and she's like, um, so you thought you'd have a little bump bump? Uh, it was originally written for the screen film, but they changed it later to... Uh, would you you thought you'd climb up here and you want a little bit more raw footage. Yeah. But the bump bump scene was in Scream. Yeah. And that had really yeah, creepy. I think I'd have, it'd have put me off Sydney <laughs> Prescott for life. Uh, Scary Movie was the original title for Scream until it got changed. Jared Leto was originally offered to play the role of Bobby. Who's that? Do you know Suicide Squad? You know Joker? Ah, oh, yeah. He was originally offered uh. the position of Bobby, but he turned it down to play in Requiem for a Dream, I think. I think so. Uh, at around two minutes... In the opening of the film, a screen poster can be seen on the wall of the front door by Drew, Drew's house, oh. which is quite cool. Jenny McCarthy was offered the role of Drew Decker, but she turned it down to play Sarah in Scream 3, so the one who got killed first in Roman's office. Right. So she was originally supposed to play Drew Decker. Nice. And the last one I've got is the scene where Sydney gets hit by a car at the end is a direct spoof of Final Destination. Uh-huh. They do it in Scary Movie 2 as well, don't yeah. they? Right at the end of the hot dog stand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And those are my nice so. final things. So would this is more of like a discussion question than a would you rather. Do you think this film would get the green light to be made again? No, absolutely not. Uh, I think... Yeah, yeah, I think it would. I think, I think a lot of films nowadays, they have a lot more leeway in terms of... So, for example, say if a say if a non-massive organisation like, for example, a YouTuber mm-hmm. makes a remark because 
they're a lot smaller and that you can help hold one person accountable for the actions, then it, there's a lot more backlash. But I was thinking about the roofies comment and stuff. But I think they could get away with making it again. I definitely do. Yeah, I agree. I can't I can't remember what film it was, but I watched there was a Joe Rogan podcast with which I'm guessing you've heard of, like probably yeah. the biggest podcast in the world. With um Robert Downey Jr. and it was about a film that he played in where he was black facing. Uh and back then it, it obviously it isn't appropriate yeah. at any time, but back then it definitely wasn't it, looked down upon as yeah. much. It and wasn't they, they, highlighted. They asked much. him and yeah, they asked him and said, Do you think it could be made again? And he said, No, but I, like, I don't think that's necessarily right because the and it's similar to what they do in Scary Movie not to as much as like a deep extent but where what what the film was showing about how this is accepted and the fact that it shouldn't be by, yeah. by over exaggerating it but yeah I, th- I think it could be made again why do you do you think there's something in there that could put it off it I think the point I still think stands cer- to this day. there's certain lines that wouldn't be definitely accepted. yeah there's certain lines like that would the, have roofie to be sec- the roof is coming that would have to be second guessed um yeah, I, th- I mean, I think in terms of scary movie, I think that a lot of, and especially as I say, because it was produced by the the fam- Wayne family and it was directed by a black actor, I do think it's more them pointing out. Yeah, we know you're taking the piss out of us, yeah. so we're going to take the piss out of how you're taking the piss. Yeah, and I do think it it stands as quite a strong message. Yeah, against you know we're, we're just as versatile as white people. Yeah. you know we're all the same. So we, you know, we shouldn't be treated differently. We shouldn't be stereotyped differently. Yeah, I and agree. I yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I don't know. I think it could be made again easily. I don't think it should ever be made again. But no, it should. It shouldn't be as perfect as it, it is. It's fantastic, and I, I do think it's time. So it is a classic, and I do think it is the top of all of the spoof movies. Spoof movies. Yeah. It, it it was sort of like the original one, wasn't it? There was one before. I it. think Scary Movie Three. That's when we saw it. And that's that's the last good one. I think they did. The rest yeah, got yeah. The got rest of them got too silly. Much, yeah. So yeah. what have you thought? What film are watching next? I'm week? gonna keep with the slasher genre. And I'm going to kick off with the sequels and I'm going to go Scream 2. Yeah? Yes. Right. So next week we're going to go Scream 2. Sounds good. Right, well, I hope you've enjoyed. Yeah, hope you've enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Bye.